When I was in school, I lived in Dallas, Texas for five years. And one of those years, because of responsibilities I had in Texas, I didn't make it back home to Pennsylvania to be with my family over the holidays. I stayed busy in Dallas. There were plenty of things to do, and some friends invited me uh, over to their house to spend time with them and their family. Uh, we baked Christmas cookies, played games, and watched movies. They welcomed me and included me in their family traditions. I was really thankful for their hospitality, but somehow Christmas just wasn't the same, and I found myself feeling very alone. Many people feel discouraged, uh, depressed, or even desperate at Christmas time. If you've ever felt that way, you're certainly not the only one. These weeks leading up to Christmas, we've been focused on rediscovering the true wonder of Christmas. We've been looking at different elements of the Christmas story and how each one teaches us about God's love revealed in Jesus. We've seen that like the wondrous star that guided the wise men to the Christ child, God has placed many signs along your path, all meant to lead you to him. We've been reminded that names are significant. The name of Jesus means the Lord saves. And that name tells us just who Jesus is, our salvation. Last week's theme was the manger where Mary placed her newborn baby, the long-awaited Savior, who came with humility and grace for everybody. The wonder of a star, the wonder of a name, and the wonder of a manger. Each of these elements points to the same thing, the wonder of a promise. What was the promise? Today's reading tells us in telling the Christmas story, Matthew goes back to words that were first communicated about 800 years before the birth of Jesus. God's words through the prophet Isaiah promising a savior. For hundreds of years, the Israelites waited for the promised Messiah. Part of that time, they spent in exile they were away from the, the land they had known as home. They were cut off from the traditions of their heritage. The exile was a time when the Israelites felt far away from God. They had been invaded by various empires, removed from their homeland, and scattered across foreign lands. During this period, groups of Jews chose to follow God or to forget God. The Lord spoke to them through many prophets. And when the people forgot about God, they were warned to repent or return to the Lord. When the people were being oppressed, they were reminded that God had not forgotten them. The prophets encouraged them to remain obedient to God and to remember that God had promised to send the Messiah, the anointed king, to save them from injustice and from their sins. Isaiah prophesied that a young woman would give birth to the one whom people would call Emmanuel, which means God 
is with us for hundreds of years. The Jews held on to the promise of God's presence with us through the coming Messiah. We haven't experienced hundreds of years of isolation and desperation like the Israelites had, but we all have felt alone, left out, or desperate to some degree. We all long for the certainty that we are loved and that we are not alone. That longing deepens and intensifies during this season of the year. Christmas can be a time of great joy, but for many, it's the loneliest they feel all year. Yet the promise of Christmas is that no matter how we feel and no matter what circumstances we face, we are not alone. We are not alone because of the promise we find in Jesus Christ, who is Emmanuel, God with us. Matthew tells us that Jesus was born to fulfill what the Lord had said through Isaiah some 800 years before it actually happened. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. This is the wonder of Christmas, the wonder of this promise from God that in Jesus, God is with us. Jesus came to bring us God. God promised it through the prophet Isaiah and in what Paul, an early follower of Jesus, calls the fullness of time. In other words, at just the right time, that promise was fulfilled by the birth of Jesus. God has come into our world to be with us and to be our Savior. You are loved and you are not alone. Oh, it's snowing. We'll get to that one in a moment. But you are loved and you're not alone. And how can I say that? How do I know that? You might be thinking, well, that's just things pa a pastor says, you know. I can tell you that it's true because Jesus shows us that. He shows us that in his coming at Christmas and in his life and ministry. Supremely, he shows us that in his death and resurrection. Jesus knows how you feel when your friends desert you because his friends deserted him. Jesus knows what it's like for your enemies to mock you because his enemies mocked him. Jesus knows what it's like when a loved one betrays you because he was betrayed. Jesus knows the pain of crying beside a loved one's grave when death has torn a chasm in your heart and you feel as if you're falling in because he lost people he loved. Jesus knows what it's like to be tempted because he was tempted. Jesus knows what it's like to struggle to do the Father's will because he struggled to the point of sweating blood. Jesus knows what it's like to suffer because he was bruised in body and in spirit. Our God has scars, scars. 
he received because he came willingly, didn't have to, but he willingly, in love, came into this same world we live in. He came to live in the same sometimes cruel world that we live in. Jesus even knows how hot is the breath and how cold are the fingers of death when the final hour comes. That is the wonder of Christmas, the coming of God into our world in Jesus as both the Lord of creation and Emmanuel, God with us. Because God is with us, you are never alone. You are never alone, even during the worst of times. I remember a time in my life when I felt forgotten and utterly rejected. Do you know that feeling? It was so painful. It was so hard. I thought no one could possibly understand what I was going through. But I found that there was someone who could. Jesus was born so we would never have to be alone. So you would never have to face a dark night or a cold world or a lost cause on your own because someone is here for you, someone who understands you, knows your fears and remembers your sorrows, someone who is committed to you, someone who knew you before you knew yourself. No matter where you've wandered or what you've done, this someone wants to walk through this world with you and his name is Jesus. He is Emmanuel, God with us. The wonder of this promise is not only that we get to experience God with us, we also get to keep this promise in a sense. We get to be part of extending its meaning by being with others and sharing the love of Jesus with those around us. When we become part of the church, the body of Christ, the physical presence of Jesus in the world today, despite all of our flaws as people of the church, that is who we are. We are the body of Christ. And when we become part of the church, we take on the responsibility of doing what Jesus did on earth. If God is with us, then we are with others. It really doesn't take much to be with others. Sometimes all it takes is a simple act of kindness to communicate to someone else I see you. Your life matters. You are important. These days leading up to Christmas can be hectic and stressful. Maybe the most hectic and most stressful days of the whole year. Someone shared a social media post that made the point well. In it, Amy Weatherly writes this about the Christmas season. You're going to come in contact with an awful lot of people who are at their absolute breaking point this week. Friends, family, coworkers, teachers, strangers in the grocery store, retail workers. While it may be the merriest time of the year for some, it may be the saddest, 
most stressful, loneliest, most heartbreaking for others. We're all busy, but we're not too busy to be kind, caring, and patient. Remember, the best thing you can give someone this season is love. And this is the power of being present with people. It means seeing, listening, caring, reaching out, embracing, showing compassion. Think of a time when someone was with you and that person's presence made a difference for you. Over 20 years ago, I went through a period when I felt really discouraged and isolated. Some things had happened in my personal life that I thought were unfair and that left me feeling like I wasn't good enough or didn't measure up. I felt like such a failure. At that low point in my life, a friend was there for me. He came alongside me to pick me up and, and let me know it was going to be okay. I, I still vividly remember the night I was at his house and I was just like, I was hurting so badly. And he put his arm around me. And he just said, I love you, brother. He showed me he was with me. And that meant more to me than I think he could ever understand. There's such power in being with people. The way we proclaim the message that God is with us is by being with people. Not against them. Not above them. Not just among them but actually with them. And there's a difference between being among people, being around people, and truly being with people. There's a greater connection when we're with people. How can we be with people? We remain with people by first of all understanding the people right around us. There are people around us who have lost something and don't know where to find it, or who are carrying heavy burdens and wondering whether any relief will come. Some of them could be our family members or friends. They are weary, confused, or hurting. On the surface, things might appear to be fine, but there can be such pain on the inside, we all need the promise of Christmas. We remain with people by remembering our own stories. It's easy to forget where we came from and maybe the struggles we've been able to overcome or to work through over the years. And, and, and that's in, including in our journey of faith you know, as, as God continues to work in our lives, and it is a journey, we shouldn't just be staying at the same place in our journey of faith. We, we should be moving, and sometimes it's one, you know, a couple steps forward and then one backwards, but as we look back over time, 
it's good for us. It's, it's a good reminder, not only that God was with us, it's a good reminder that helps us then better understand how we can be with people right now. And for me, a critical part in my faith development when I was growing up was not just the love of my family, but also the love of a church family. And I'll forever be grateful that there was a church that loved me, encouraged me in my questions, and helped me to meet Jesus, because that has changed my life. When we remember our stories, that gives us grace for other people's stories. And we also remain with people by caring about their stories. When we reach out to people, we're saying, trust us with your lives. Trust us with your stories. We'll take you to the one who loves you. Trust us. We will not disappoint you, and he will not disappoint you. you know, most people are not argued or lectured or shamed into the kingdom of God. They're loved into God's kingdom. Being with people means coming alongside people and walking with them, even when life is confusing or hard, and when they're waiting desperately for something, for resolution, for peace, for a glimmer of hope. We all know what it's like to wait. Again, God's people, the Israelites, waited 800 years for that promise to be fulfilled. And we, in our own ways, know what it's like to wait. We wait for all kinds of things. What are you waiting for right now? Maybe it's a job, or to find someone, or to get pregnant, or to get more information about a recent diagnosis that raises questions. Maybe you're tired and just holding on, waiting for a break. Maybe you're waiting for a place to belong, a place to call home. We're all waiting for something. As we wait, what can we do? We can be with people. We can be intentional about connecting with others and caring about their stories. And in that way, we'll be reminded that there are people who care about ours. You can be sure of this. There's at least one person you can reach out to and be present with this week. There's at least one. Probably for many of us, there, there, there are handfuls. But for every one of us, there's at least one person you can reach out to and be present with this week. Ask God to show you who and to show you how. Time together with those we care about is priceless. I mean, we can put a price tag on, on the gifts we give. And maybe we get a great deal and, you know, there's a discount. And that, that might make us feel even better about adding that item into our checkout cart. But when it comes to time together with those we care about, you cannot put a price tag on that. Time together might be the season's most elusive gift. Last week I was reading about the phrase, 
together time, together time. It's a term for quality time spent with those we love, family, friends, neighbors. That's important all year round, especially, especially this time of year. Here's a video that tells us more. Sam, you're right on time. You know me? Of course. You want to make a snowman, right? You... Hey, what's that? That's lost time. And then there's time that flies. Whoa. Ah, together time. The best kind. It can make memories that last forever. I wish my family could understand. Here, sometimes people just need a little reminder. Time to go, Sam. Thank you. My pleasure. Mom, Dad, guess what? Cats took me to a time shop. What? Have so many clocks and cuckoos. Lost time and time that flies and all kinds of time. And here, the kind you give. What, what is this? Oh. <laughs> okay, everybody. There we go. <laughs> this is actually really oh, fun. Oh, but... <laughs> I love how that short film can inspire us to make time commitments with the people in our lives. Together time is the best time. It can make memories that last forever. Think of the memories you have of the Christmases you've experienced down through the years. Such, such special memories. And maybe right away there are names and faces and experiences associated with those memories. And, and they might have been from experiences decades ago, but we can recall them like that because we hold them in our hearts. Such special, precious memories. And one reason you have those memories is because people took the time to be with you. Nearly everyone is time-starved these days. According to a recent survey, 73% of respondents say they want more time together with those they care about. 73%. 57% of millennials say they would sacrifice social media to spend more quality time with people they care about. Millennials sacrificing social media. <laughs> That's saying something. Nearly half of parents said they would be willing to work less to spend more quality time with the people they care about. 
the benefits of time together, or together time, as the video puts it, are significant. For many people, quality time together reduces stress and brightens their days. Years from now, we might not remember what gifts we received, but we will remember how it felt to be with the people we love. Years from now, you might not remember. In fact, probably, chances are you won't remember the gifts you received this Christmas, but you will remember how it felt to be with the people you love. This season, give the gift of quality time to a loved one. Don't just be around people. Don't just be among people. Be with people. This is the wonder of a promise, that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us, our Savior. See, in Jesus, we see it's not just that God is above us, It's not just that God is around us or among us. It's even more personal. It's that God is with us. God is with you. And this is the wonder of Christmas for you and me. The star, Jesus' name, and the humility displayed through the manger all communicate the wonder of the Christmas promise. God is with us. We have the opportunity right now Today, and in these days ahead, this is a moment, this is a window, this is a special opportunity we're given to experience and keep that promise, that Christmas promise, by embracing God with us and being with others this Christmas season. We are never alone. You are never alone because of Jesus Emmanuel, God with us. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the wonder of this promise that you have come to be with us always, to be our Savior. Just as all your promises are yes in Jesus, so now we say yes to you. We believe in you. We place our lives before you. We are yours, God. Inspire our hearts to a growing faith that trusts in you, our living Lord, and that sends us out into the world in your name to be with others because you, Jesus, are God with us. And as you taught us, now we pray together. Our Father. Prayer hymn is infant, holy, infant.